Okay, welcome to episode five of the podcast about nothing. I'm Richard. And I'm Claire. Um, we're talking about the stock tip today, the final episode of the world's shortest season uh, of season Rightfully one. Rightfully so. <laughs> five episodes and we're done. Um, do you want to go first? I don't know who's turn is to go first. We should probably know this before we start. Oh, I think I think I went first last time, but we did. We did two. We recorded two. I'm only so doing I'm one sure. today. If you you go first, if you have one. I do, and it's okay. kind of it's it's foreshadowing a future Seinfeld episode. Actually, um, today I worked out over lunch because having your baby does not allow you free time to go do things like that. Good for you. Though. So I ran to the gym wow. quick, and I knew this was going to be a. a a, a, a challenge. Yeah. Showered there. I do that all the time. Lucky men get to what? do that. Do you have a shower at your gym? Yeah, I know, but my hair. Oh, your hair. Seen my hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, no. Uh, okay. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, there's a Seinfeld episode that's going to come up where they work out and they shower, and George is sweating after all that. They get wherever they go, and Jerry's like, Didn't you shower? And George's like, Yes, but it didn't take. Like,. <laughs> So my plan was I shower, but I was going to do cold water at the end. Yeah. No cold water. Yeah. So like I was like, okay, we'll Here see what happens, but I'm good. I'm good to go. Oh, my God. So that I think that outside of just having to redo hair and makeup as a woman, um, I, too, would be a George. <laughs> I just have these wonderful genetics where if I'm once I'm done running, I'm sweating kind of when I yes. run and when I work out or whatever it may be, but when I'm done, that is when... Doesn't what happens. Sweat? Okay. And so for me, I would just be, I wouldn't be able to put on normal clothes for, for a while. I would just be so scuzzy. <laughs> so hence why I um, work out at night, at which night. I, I guess I kind of, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of you a little That's, bit yeah. on the workout train. Um, so I, it has just been, I guess I probably complained about cold and snow at one point. I'm complaining about rain again. Um, I'm just never satisfied. Um, but I love to work out at night, and everyone has been trying to convince me, you should really, you should work out in the morning. Yes. I don't want to get up at 4.30 a.m. What time to, do you get to, up? To go to work. I, I like to get up in solitude and peace and quiet and but, not see people. So go for a run at 5 in the morning. And I have a dog who would be all about that. But I am so on top of antisocial in the morning, apparently. I am very <laughs> slow. Okay. I am just slow in the morning, so my speed wouldn't be there. My and, and and you know, people are like, "Well, it'll wake you up. It'll help you get going." Blah blah blah. Well, yeah, but my overall time at night, I just like to run off my day's work, yeah. whether it's good or bad. It helps me. Um, so I, I like to work out in the evening, but I am just constantly having people tell me you should go in the morning and morning and morning because you do end up having events. Whether yeah. it's work-related or friends, yeah, life happens. So fitting in the time to work out, even if it's just a little, a little bit. jog or whatever yeah. it may be, is it's it's hard, and I don't even have a kid. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I need to stop with the excuses, but at least I'm doing it at night for now. You are doing it at night, so, which I can't do anymore. I'm just, so. it's, yeah, I'm excited that it's finally nice weather again, so yes. I totally intend to go tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, keep working out. Good for I'm, you. Well, I'm, I'm super proud of you. It was a, it was a new spin instructor. It was like Ooh, I, I never worse. He was okay. Oh, I'm not sure I liked how he did it. So we'll, we'll, we'll go. Ne- we'll go next week. Um, you always got to give those people yeah, a, a, a chance. Couple of chances. Yeah, couple of chances. Yeah. I'd say I miss my Friday morning girl, but mm. I can't go right now. So 
She really put one she's, on. She's she says, <laughs> sound wow. Bad. Sorry. She, we're going to move on. Uh, all right, so episode five. Uh, this, uh, um, Jerry becomes apprehensive when he and George buy stock and the price falls yep. while the person who suggested the stock is in the hospital and can't tell them when to sell. Uh, this episode first aired June 21st, 1990, so that's 19 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Next month. 19 years, 29 years. No, it's not 20. 1990? No, it's not. 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, I I think this is funny now. Um, probably when I first saw this episode, I probably didn't relate to it. Um, oh, for sure. You know, it's hard. I can get that. And just and I'm saying that I probably saw it. You know, when I was in my teens or even early twenties, I still wouldn't have related to this one just because you don't have that type of disposable income yeah. and you're not thinking about letting your money work for you. Right. And whatever <laughs> whatever other phrases they throw out there. So I thought this was funny now, though, um, being where I am and kind of being involved, just slightly dipping my toe into yeah. the stock market world. Um, just, I, I thought it was really relevant. Um, I, one of the funniest parts though, for me, I guess towards the beginning, everyone always gives advice oh, on what yes. you should do yes. with your money in your own stocks, whether it's the choice of where you're putting it or how much it's, don't do it, do it, don't do it, do it. And I thought that was, that kept coming up in this episode. Yes. Um, I appreciate Elaine's response. I do it, but I don't have any money. <laughs> she just says it like so matter of fact. And then she balances the spoon on her nose. Yes, and she does. I, I By the think way, I fell in love with her Did you there. see what she was wearing? Yeah. Fringe. Oh my God. I wish I could pull off fringe. That's, That's just special. The super side note. Um, I had a note. I don't know if it happened in that scene. She dropped a, she dropped a grape. Without when did that happen? Um, or she'd say that she dropped a grape or something. Oh, and, it, and it disappeared. Whatever. I should have made more notes on that. I wrote it down because uh, we lost a ball in our kitchen one time, um, a literal like miniature tennis ball that we used with our dog. Yeah. Um, and, like, he came back with no ball. I'm like, wait, it's in there. So I went into the kitchen to go find this ball. Um, it was nowhere to be found. There is a gap. So they have the count the cupboards. They've got the, the molding underneath. But then, like, where the cupboards met, there's a little gap. You can't see it because there's the ball bounced at just the oh, right no angle way. and went in between the cupboards. So we will never <laughs> see that again. I, it just reminded me of that. Um, what other – what was your – I don't know. Also, when they're sitting at that table – she yes. says that, I don't remember why she says it, but she calls her apartment the actor studio. And I don't know if that's a play on the actual show that they had, um, or if that, but I loved it because I loved watching the actor studio on Bravo years ago. I didn't ever get into it. Oh my God. The best I episode was with Robin Williams. Oh, the best. I love Robin well, Williams. Yeah. Love um, Funny. Um, so I kept, I kept thinking, um, <laughs> Why did they need a no? Okay. Wow. I'm going to get there eventually today, maybe. <sighs> Cromerica Industries strikes again. Yes. He came up with the, what did he call it? 
The rollout tide dispenser. It's tied to go. Oh, I like it. In 1990, right? For me, when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, he just thought of Tide to Go. So I went back and I looked. So Tide was actually invented in like 1946, and then they had all their little variations. Tide to Go, 2005. It could have been inspired by that. I think so. I'm just saying because when, when he was like, oh, you're out to eat, and you take a bite of your sandwich, you mustard, blah, like that... There is one in our cars all the time. We love Tide to go that much. That's good stuff. Yeah. Sorry. That is not about stocks. I like but it. No, but that's... It's Kramer to a yes. T, and he's still one of my favorite. He's going to be my favorite throughout um, the whole series. So the other thing that happens in this episode, besides the stock tip, is Jerry yes. takes a trip with, with his uh, significant other. Um, do you have any bad experiences with trips with your... Whether, whether it's your husband or someone before him... I'm trying to think, because she really was dragging her feet on even going, because it's, oh, it's a lot of pressure, it's too much. I don't think I have any horrible, yeah. horrible experiences. I did take a trip to Colorado with, it would be an ex, um, for a reason, and he, <laughs> it was a good trip. It was weird, just because he, that was the first time that he met some of the friends out there, sure. some of the families out there. We kind of got a little lost on a mountain, but we found our way back. I know, it's okay. It all turned out. So outside of just taking a trip with someone, I like looking back, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have brought someone else. Yes. Outside of that, I didn't have like a bad experience. Have you? Also a trip to Colorado oh, with an ex. Weird. Um, Don't take exes and we just, there. And we just fought the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember fighting uh, over music. Like in the we, car? We or drove like, out. Oh, so we flew. And, and yeah. he just had a totally different yeah. taste of music for me. So that was a painful part, I guess. I mean, I think trips are important in a relationship. Yes. but Because yeah. they're supposed to stress you out to an yes. extent of, can yes. I be with this person or not? So I thought, yeah, with Jerry, that was that was funny. Um, also, uh, Jerry says something about him being a nice driver and letting everyone in. I hate drivers like that. Uh, you mean all of Iowa? Yeah, like you get, you can let one person in. You get the wave on, and then the wave keeps going, yep. no, and you're no. like, "No, you've been nice enough. Move. Yes. I'm with you. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm with you all 100. Um, percent What else happens in the show? Well, um, George, which is totally something I would do after Jerry gets his money out of the stock market. He stays in. He, no. George does. George stays in. Yeah, yeah. Jerry doesn't. Right. Though. Jerry takes he out panics. his money. Again. He panics. And then George buys everyone dinner. <laughs> and Elaine, eat. I'm not hungry. Elaine, just have more. It doesn't matter if you eat it all. Like That is something I would do if I want to lump sum. Probably. <laughs> so would you? Okay. I, I watched this really closely. Um, last night, I rewatched the end just to make sure I had it right. Um, he gives the waitress the money to pay for without looking at the bill. And then he calls her back to look at the bill. He takes one dollar back. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> that's just a dick. So moment. good. All I'm oh, say but it fits his character so well. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, also, the it's a really minor scene when they're in the dry cleaner when Jerry's telling the guy that he shrunk it. He wants him to admit it. That actor was amazing. I, I just thought it was really good. Have you? I don't ever go to the dry cleaner. I don't go enough. So I don't even have any experiences from a dry cleaner, but there have been so many other sitcoms that have either shrunk something, lost something, turned something a different color that 
I'm kind of afraid to ever go, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. But such um, a minor, yeah. Also, they tease a future episode. They're sitting in Jerry's apartment um, talking about um, Elaine's dating someone who's got cats. Oh. And she makes a comment to maybe they should meet an unfortunate accident. There's going to be a future episode. It's a season seven premiere, which is called The Engagement, where they talk about rubbing out a dog. <laughs> so I just, it, it pinged my, my memory. And so it's just kind of funny. They bring oh, it back. So we'll get there. We'll get there. I bet in this show, though, there were so many moments where it was like, ooh, that's We can use that later, yeah. That's Yeah, Yeah. because I don't even know how you would begin organizing your ideas when they're all so um, mundane and everyday things that pop up and happen in everyone's everyday lives. So sometimes you don't even think about it unless you write it down. So kudos to them for for making all those little points come back up and or just mentioning them, even if it's a small scene. Because we all have that animal in our neighborhood who's just obnoxious. Mm, I won't say mine by name, but I'm picturing him in my head right now. Yep. So are you into stock markets? I, we didn't even ask each other that. Are you, yeah, that I've, been in for a, I've been in for a long time. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Are you, what, how are you like well, deep into it? Are you like very involved or you're just, you have your I mean, set? We, we, I've been like invested since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I took like some of my graduate, I think it was right after high school, I took some of my graduation money and put it into a Roth IRA and then like I've had that since then basically. Like every typical 18 year old yep, male does exactly in what his we life. Do. <laughs> Um, Not judging you. I have a retirement goal that I've got to hit. So, no, I've been in. Retire at 45. I I don't do it. I've never done what George does where I put $10,000 on a single stock. Like, I just, that's just not. No. I'm not in a place where I can do that. Maybe someday. (laughs) Go back to what Elaine said. (laughs) (laughs) Have money. Um, But no, like, I have, we do do individual stocks on occasion. And um, earlier this year, I've been doing some reading and saw that um, cannabis stocks. (laughs) <laughs> should 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 spike this year. So like we had a little extra money just sitting unused in our brokerage accounts. Like fine, I'll find one, I'll pick one, and just go. Within like two weeks, it had gone up fifty percent. Um, now it wasn't. We didn't put ten thousand dollars in there because right. I wish I, I wish I had. Um, but yeah, we're we're pretty invested. So speaking of cannabis, that's a, such a good segue. Which how often does that happen? But of the stock people in my life, it is my mom at the utmost, and my my, my husband is a secondary. I'm just not into it yet. I'm I'm gonna get there, but it's also that's a dangerous game to play. Like how very dangerous. You know, how much do you really yeah. get into it unless you have some disposable? Yeah. So they are both super into cannabis stock. I say super lightly because I don't really know how many stocks they have and or how much they're worth, but I know it's not much because they, um, I think they have different stocks um, from each other, but every time they see each other, they are in comparison. Yeah, they're in comparison and, oh, mine went down this much. Mine's total crap. That, I mean, that's (sighs) probably the saying that they go to all the time is mine's total shit. But it's fun, and it's like that's one thing that I never thought that my my mom and my, my yeah my that's cool that's cool overlap on, but I think it's so funny and it's it's cool as long as they like it and don't lose the farm yeah don't <laughs> don't lose yeah don't lose too much please um, <sighs> so something I wanted to ask you as a female okay. they're at the bed and breakfast and Jerry's girlfriend will not tell him the name of the perfume she's wearing. Yeah, why do you need what to know? The, what the hell? What if he's, like, trying to save, like, let's pretend it's going well, right? Okay. And I just want to know so I can think about a birthday present or Christmas present down the line. Like, 
There's no other way for him to know what that is without asking. So I'm a bad female because I, one, I'm not super dedicated to one perfume. Sure, I probably should be. I have some top top ones yeah. that I like and that I've worn. Um, I don't know because, you know, that kind of comes off as a question that's like, why do you want to know? I feel like you should give your answer. Hey, what perfume is that? Because I... Like, it, I feel like it's it might be a known fact this of why so you're asking, weird. but I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, are you judging it because you like it or you don't like it? Women's brains work like that. Wow. They go straight negative and they think, All right, so, so you like so, it or you don't like it. So let's pretend in like five years my, you, my daughter comes up to you and loves your shoes. and Well, shoes are different. But, she, but you don't know if she, how are shoes different? Because there's a brand on the bottom and it's like, oh yeah, here. Okay, what, if, like it's, what if it's your pants? Hands are different, too, because all these things you can see outwardly, <laughs> and if you're asking about them, it's because you like them. Not necessarily a perfume. Necessarily. You know, okay, you know, all right, fine. I'm going to let it go. Side note, 10 bucks. My stomach just made the loudest <laughs> growl, and I bet it got picked up on the mic because it was so loud. Sorry, that made me laugh. Oh, my God. I've never heard it like that. Anyway, are you okay over here? I'm sorry. She's fanning herself. I'm so, it's hot in it is. It is hot in I'm here sweating. today. It's um, hot. All in, I thought this, like, if I were to rank the first five, this is number two. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Mm, two or three. Okay. Yeah. I am still in love with the apartment. Um, that's not the name of the episode. Is that number three? The apartment where... Were they... Were they where Jerry and yeah. George were kind of fighting over the apartment. Uh, go back. I'll go back and go look back and see, that, see what... I don't remember. Uh, of all the, short, the, the shortest... Uh, episodes in the world I don't remember all of the names which yes. is a little pathetic maybe but sorry I'm trying to pull up the list now no you're fine I'm fine <laughs> I just I think that it uh, was was that it wasn't the, really that was the robbery yes yes because yeah, the department's robbed and yep. yeah so it was the third episode oh I don't know oh I liked all of them because male unbonding is funny that's too. also very good yeah Yep. Breaking up with Joel. <laughs> what did I call him? Jake? John. John. You said John. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not good with first names sometimes. It happens. But yeah. All right. So that was I good. Think, yeah. I think that was a really good first season for them, and obviously it worked moving forward yeah. because they just kept getting better going. and better. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing. The reason it was picked up, I, I, found, oh. this, I found this little nugget. There's yeah. two other nuggets I so good forgot to mention. Um, that This episode got a... 13.5 share, which means that 13.5% of American households that night watched it, um, and that amounts to 24% of all TVs were tuned into it, wow. um, which gave them the, the, the feeling that, yes, we can make a go at this. So that's what made it get renewed. Uh, the last piece, this is the first episode that mentions Superman, and that's going to be something they come back to over and over and over again. Interesting. So just keep that in the back of your, all right. your back pocket. I'll put it so, in my notes. Uh, all right. Well, stay tuned. We have a surprise for you after the break. Um, we're welcoming our first guest, um, a Seinfeld fan just like us, as well as someone who makes his living in the wealth management field, Will Honeymiller. So stay tuned for that after the break. Well, I'm happy to introduce uh, my friend Will to the show. He's uh, a, a Seinfeld fan like all of us. And uh, he's a he's the founder and ally of Allies Wealth. Will, welcome to the show. Good to be on. How's it going? Uh, it's great. We're talking about the uh, the uh, essentially the season finale of season one, which is the world's shortest uh, sitcom season, five episodes. 
um, and it's the stock tip. And you working mm-hmm. in wealth management thought it would be good to uh, have you on. Um, so before we get into the episode, uh, how did you become a Seinfeld fan? Oh, man. Uh, it actually started when, uh, as a kid, my dad would always have it on in the background, and you'd always hear him chuckle, and I'd, I'd kind of tune in and be like, this makes no sense. I don't understand what's going on. And then just kind of slowly as I was growing up, kind of going to college and living on my own and stuff, I'd, I'd see it on, and I'd, I'd tune in, and I'd have the same giggle and laugh that my dad did, and I was like, now I get it. And I just kind of yeah. got, got, I just got hooked on it, and it's just, I just fell in love with it. Everything about it, it's, it's. Yeah, it's, I, I just fell in love with it. Um, so do you have a favorite show, least favorite show, favorite character? Oh, ooh, um, oh man, I mean, at least, at least in Seinfeld specifically, I would say my favorite episode has to be either the Chinese, uh, the Chinese shop or, uh, the contest. Those are the two I normally always show people. Um, <laughs> Just, I, I don't know. There's just something about it that's just, it's just, you, it's so on the top surface. It's like, I don't understand why this is funny, but as, as soon as you get into that kind of mindset of it's supposed to be dumb, it's supposed to be every day, it's supposed to be, you know, slight of word and phrase and all that type of stuff. It's just hilarious. And I love yeah. uh, showing people that. I think it's, it brings out the true nature of the show. So I would say those are my favorite shows. And, uh, my favorite character. I mean, I I don't know how you don't love Kramer. I mean, I think we all know someone like that, and that character yeah. just pops out to you. you. You, there's always someone that in your life that you're like, yep, that's so and so or whatever. That's so and so. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned the Chinese episode because um, I was on a trip to L.A. one time with a group of friends. I think it was four or five of us, and we we went to a Mexican restaurant first thing, um, and we were early 20s, and so we just had a different approach to life, and this is why I think Seinfeld is so relevant, because the stories are still relevant. They haven't, they don't mm-hmm. age, um, or they age really well, rather, um, but we were there, and we had a bowl of salsa left over. So I don't remember who among us said, uh, I forget the guy's name, he was sitting across from me, um, but we all chipped in money and threw it on the table and said, you, have, you drink that bowl of salsa, and the cash is yours. <laughs> um, it's kind of like Elaine going and, and trying to, to eat an egg roll off the table, but he did it. He, he earned his money that day, but oh man, you know it's it's still relevant. Well, it's yeah. I mean, it to be honest, I you know I've watched Friends, and I, I feel like that's something that you always do is you you go through Friends, you go through How I Met Your Mother, which is almost a newer you know that's an early two thousands esque show yeah. or something like that, and you kind of look at it and you're like, you know, some of the stuff makes sense, you know, it, it fits in, but it also doesn't. But Seinfeld, you know, it's just, there's something about it that no matter what episode you're watching, you find yourself laughing every time. There's something about it that you can put everyday things into and be able to, like, draw laughter and any sort of entertainment from it. I mean, it's just so good. Yeah, agreed. Now, the one thing about this episode that that doesn't work anymore is, so the the stock tip, it's all about George getting the stock tip and convincing Jerry to invest some money in it. They're getting the daily... um, uh, update on on the price of the stock in the paper the next day, and obviously that doesn't happen that way anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's immediate nowadays. But uh, mm-hmm. so I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, you get to play George for a second. Um, what is your stock tip for everybody today? Oh, today. Oh man, it was a tough day on the market today. <laughs> it was not everything good. that was going on. <laughs> but uh, I would say. Um, 
to be honest, it depends on the level of uh, kind of how experienced you are in the market itself. I would always uh, advise people to always go with the S&P 500 ETF, you know, the spider uh, and the tickers SPY for anyone that wants to look at it. Just it holds kind of uh, a little piece of each of the 500 largest companies. Um, a lot of a lot of people follow that, um, and it makes it where you'll never underperform. You can't lose everything. Um, you'll never gain more than it, but you just kind of get the ebbs and flows of of the market itself. Um, if you are a beginner or don't have a lot of funds, I think that's the way to go. Um, but I would say if you want to look for an individual stock, I I have never been disappointed with Berkshire Hathaway. I think they I, I think because it does have the investment portfolio as well as the individual businesses that it draws cash from, you're not only getting exposure to them investing for you, but you're also getting a, side, a, a really good business model of insurance, reinsurance, railroads. Um, for anyone in Des Moines that's listening, I mean, Berkshire owns Mid-American Energy. Um, so when you pay your bill, you're putting your bill into Berkshire Hathaway's pocket, so you might as well invest with them as well and get your money's worth. So, Well, and they have uh, here in the Midwest. <laughs> They're, they're, they're shareholders of, or they, they own Nebraska Furniture Mart too, don't they? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I so mean, they, they have a. They have... Yeah. They uh, they own a few. They own a few businesses. I think. <laughs> I think they said something like they have uh, around three hundred and eighty thousand employees nationwide. So they uh, they like to be able to buy up companies that one are doing really well and two that have the same mantra, which is well-run businesses that are able to do their own thing. They don't have to come in and try and do like a big takeover. It's just, we, you know, we love your business. We want to do that. And uh, the, the, the Nebraska Furniture Mart is, was, I mean, if you ever read the story about that, it's an amazing story um, of the, the, the woman that started that and really brought that from the ground up with really no money, un, unable to speak English. And, uh, I mean, you know, Warren saw it and was like, you know what, that's something that I want to be a part of. Really cool. Very cool. Um, all right. What uh, in your in your investing life? What has been your best trade that you've made? Ooh, um, that's hard. That's hard. I uh, I dang, that is on the spot. I would say my best. My best trade, I'd say my most profitable trade, I was trading um, this uh, new tobacco product stock about a couple years ago. Came out, uh, it, the company started because of the FDA ruling that they were going to lower the nicotine levels within uh, all cigarettes and stuff like that. And they were the only company that actually had grown uh, natural tobacco that actually had the nicotine levels below that. So and it was priced, I don't know, about $2 or something like that. The FDA came out with the ruling. They were putting it into the courts, and I was able to get in just off that news. And, I mean, w- within a, a month or so, it was up to about $15. Um, so I had, I, I, had a few sh- I, I had a few shares in that, and uh, I would say that's probably my most profitable trade for sure. Um, but um, I, I, I don't know. I I've been on the philosophy of every day that you should do one good trade. It's a philosophy from Mike Bellafiore. Uh, he wrote a book called One Good Trade, and 
regardless if you make a lot of money or if you actually lose a little bit of money, um, you should always be planning for one good trade every day. Uh, know when to get in, know what to look for to get in, know what to look for when you get out, and then get out, get out regardless if it's when you want to get out when it's profitable or if you need to take a small loss on it. Um, so I kind of bend on that. So I, I hope I do a good trade or best trade every day, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a good, uh, that's a good approach. Uh, Jerry was not follow, following, following that, uh, <laughs> philosophy in this episode. No. <laughs> no, I don't um, think so. <laughs> so I only have two more questions left. Um, and I just want to give you the floor to say whatever you want to say about, um, your company allies well. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh well, again, it started with uh with kind of the idea of uh me getting back into the financial services business. I was in uh coffee for about 6 years and uh kind of hit my glass ceiling there and I just kind of wanted to to be able to go back to what to what I was doing originally. So, um I was studying it in college. Um I went overseas for an internship. I was a financial analyst at the time, so I was really working just looking at graphs and looking at charts and fundamentals. Uh, of companies and I love it. I just love being able to look at that and forecast what's going to happen. Um, and, uh, decided that I wanted to just get back, uh, into trading individually, uh, for myself. Um, and so w- went into that and then met some really, really, really awesome mentors that really pushed me, uh, to, to just say, you know what, let's just go full, full blow into the whole wealth management aspect of stuff. You know, not just do it for yourself, but do it for others. Um, and so looking around, at other companies to join, uh, a lot of people say that they're, uh, fiduciary and it's a weird term, but pretty much it means <laughs> for, you're for someone else, right? You're for your client. And when you actually look at the legal procedure of it, uh, legally, um, the firm has to be a fiduciary, but the agents and the people that actually work for the firm don't, uh, the government does not require people to actually be a fiduciary. And I said, you know what? Um, when I started my company, I specifically want it to be about the people and about the clients. And so it's going to be a full-on transparent fiduciary company. Um, and so um, decided that instead of joining a large company, I do my own. And that's why. And uh, so far, I feel like when I actually sit down and talk to people and actually tell them that, um, it really is uh, something that really latches on to them because they don't even know that, um, that companies don't work for the client. They work for their own pocket. And um, I, I really, really, really am big on the relationship aspect of it. Um, unlike again, the larger firms. And I really think that being a fiduciary that actually builds those relationships, um, is something that, that really was the final push outside of my mentor saying, Hey, you should do this. And me actually seeing how the big companies work and actually wanting to build those relationships, you know, at that point it was like, all right, that's it. I'm officially going to just. I, I, I have to do it, you know, so. No, that's awesome. Um, well, you, you. Brought up, <laughs> you, brought, you, you brought up your experience in a coffee shop, and obviously the, the show is set probably 50% of the time they're in uh, Monk's Coffee Shop. So mm-hmm. um, what would you say, like, was your best memory or experience working in a coffee shop setting? Oh, man, there's a lot. Uh, I, I I feel like uh, my best. My best moment is actually moments. I feel like you always have you every coffee shop has regulars. Every coffee shop 
that that you'll ever go to that you that you'll ever walk into as regulars and it's just digging a little bit deeper in those relationships than just the hey how's it going good i'll have my I'll have my black coffee to go sweet here you go have a good day you know it's actually getting to know the people and you know the thing that i always joked around about but something that really is true is you're also you know you you might be the first person that someone sees that day and you might be the only person that they really are that that you really can be open with and so you're kind of their psyche in a bit of a in a bit of a weird sense and so um being able to really hear how people are doing and being able to actually talk to them about meaningful conversations and about like life altering things or even just small things that mean a lot to them i think those are the moments with so many of the regulars and so many people that I have seen and gotten to know through, you know, working at Sidecar, working at Scenic Route, working at uh, Horizon Line, um, you know, I think th- those are the memories that, that I'll always have. For sure. Um, I-, I love going to coffee shops for that very reason because you can really, it sounds weird, but like build a, a relationship with um, the people who work there. Um and that's just it's just fun from a from a customer side. So um, anyway, um, Will, it's been great having you on. How can people find you if they would like to? Oh man, uh, so I'm still working on my website because I'm still that new. But <laughs> um, uh, feel free to reach out on my Instagram. Uh, it's uh, Will Honeymiller. Uh, it's W I L H U N E M U L L E R or uh, at Allies Wealth at um, as well. Um, and then also my email is willhoneymiller at allieswealth.com. Um, if, uh, I, I really don't care if people want to actually be a client or not. It's just about being able to help people in the best way possible, regardless if it's a question or not. So if anyone out there, um, just wants to meet up and talk, uh, my first meeting, um, is always free. I want to be able to make sure that, uh, if you do want to move forward to being a client, it's in the best interest of you. And, and in the best interest that I can actually help you, or if I can put, if I can uh, show you some other direction that would be better, um, that's why I want to be able to meet up with with you. So I would say those are the best Perfect. avenues to do it. Perfect. Well, um, we'll throw those links in our show notes as well, so um, people can just go there and click that. Um, well, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And that's our episode. Yep, that was it. Um, Thank you all for listening. We are going to take a few weeks off to get going on Season 2, so stay tuned for that. Um, In the meantime, you can find us online at Twitter, at at NothingPodcast7. At at. Yeah, it's a lot of at. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. Adios, muchacho. This is Richard of Richard and Claire, and it truly means the world to us that you listen to this show. If you loved it, please give us a rating wherever you're listening and tell your friends about it. If you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at apodcastaboutnothing7 at gmail.com. That's apodcastaboutnothing and the number 7 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at nothingpodcast7. That's nothingpodcast and then the number 7. Thanks so much. This podcast is mixed and produced by Sprout Media, a digital agency in Des Moines, Iowa. Founded in 2016 by two millennials tired of seeing the same old marketing tactics, they tackle everything from planning and strategy, design and development, all the way through to implementation and execution to deliver exceptional results for their clients. 
that partner with passionate brands around the country in the creation of creative marketing campaigns, including podcasts just like this one. You can find them online at ghostsproutmedia.com or on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ghost Sprout Media.